trusting God even when life hurts. Amen. We talked about already in this series, we talked about can we trust God? We started off with that. We found out that God, thank you ushers, we found out that God can be trusted, right? Then we, then we've been, we began last week talking about the providence of God. The providence of God. And what I want to give you is a good working definition. I told you that God's providence means he does what? He sees beforehand. Right? He sees beforehand. But if I was to give you a formal definition, God's providence is his constant care for and his absolute rule over all his creation. God's providence is his constant care for, amen, and his absolute rule over all his creation, watch this, for his glory and for his good of his people. So in other words, a lot of times when life seems to be going in a direction that we don't want it to go, we may feel like God is not in control. We may feel that maybe Satan has more power than God. But the one thing you have to understand about this term, it says his constant care, his absolute rule over all creation. In other words, nothing, even the smallest virus escapes his care and his control. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. Everything is under God's control. So we talked about, we talked about the fact that you can trust God, that God is trustworthy. But, but here's where the problem comes in at times. When life, amen, you're wondering, why did this happen to me? How come God didn't stop this or stop that? Or, you know, is he in control? Yes, he is. And part of God's, uh, providence tonight I want to break down his providence to show you number one tonight write this down that God sustains everything the Bible teaches that God is not only the creator of the universe but he upholds everything so if you have your Bibles go to the book of Colossians Colossians one of my favorite books amen uh, Colossians chapter one if you can't find it Remember, go eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Amen? Are you with me? Amen. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Amen. And let's look at it together. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. Amen. Now, but what we're going to do, amen, you know what we're going to do, right? What we're going to do? We're going to look at the what? The context. Right? The context, right? And look what it says. It says, he is the, is the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Watch this now. For by him, now the him that we're talking about here is Jesus. You say, can I trust God when life seems to be dealing me things that I don't really want to deal with? Amen. Anybody been there? Anybody there? Amen. Like, like you're facing some stuff and you're like, man, how can I get past this and understand 
what, what, what happens to us in pain, we lose focus. Because we focus on the pain rather than focus on the God who is the pain killer. Yeah. I wish I had somebody. And he says, he says, watch this. It says, for by him all things were created. In other words, what we're looking at here is that Jesus, God is, God the Father, is the architect. Listen to me real good. God the Son, amen, is the builder. And God the Holy Spirit, along with God the Son and God the Father, they're all the sustainer. Does that make sense? So in other words, when you look at your life, you have to understand that your life is being sustained by God. Everything about you, every molecule in your body, everything about you, God knows about it because he created us. I showed you that in, one, in Psalm 139. But look what it says. He says, all things were created by, by him. All things were created both where? In the heavens and on the earth, visible and what? Invisible. In other words, what we're saying is that everything that you see and everything that you don't see was created by him. By who? Christ. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers and authorities, all things have been created what? Th no, through him. And what? Okay, let's 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 pause right there. Watch this. So so if everything was created through him and for him, it means that everything serves a what? Ah. <laughs> you were created by him, for him, amen, to carry out what? Whatever purpose he has for your life. But one of the things that I believe God allows is he allows things to happen to us. Amen. So that we can build out. How can you trust somebody if you've never been through nothing with them? You know, some people you can really tell who they are. Listen, at, you know, when you first start dating someone, it's cool. Because you don't know nothing about them. But from the time you get into some mess. Then you find out what you're really dealing with. You with me? Some either stay or some run, some, you know, fight or flight. You understand? But the thing about, the thing about God that we have to understand is that he created us for a specific purpose. But he also sustains our lives. This, and I'll show you this in a minute, okay? This is why in Matthew 6, we're going to go there, where he says, let me, let me show you something about, about God, God sustaining us right in his providence. Watch this. This is why you ought not to worry about what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what you're going to put on. You, you follow what I'm saying? Why? Because your heavenly father knows what you need before you need it. But here's the thing. The problem with us is that we go in excess. We go in overkill. We're not good with just enough. We want more. And so we put ourselves in predicaments in life. Come on and help me somebody. That causes us to live, watch this, in an abundance where God didn't cause that. You caused that. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Pastor, but you don't understand. I just need enough. God has given you enough. But you wanted more. You, who created the bill? Who created the situation? 
Come on now. Come on now. When you put your name on the dotted line, you knew you didn't have no job. What the world? You were waiting for your income tax check. You, you, were, you were waiting for the settlement to come. In other words, you were, you were counting your chickens before they... Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch the text. Watch the text now. See, what we do when we get in a mess in life, after we've messed up, we blame God. And God says, I have been the one sustaining you all along. But when you got ahead of... Come on, somebody. When you got ahead of me, you are experiencing stuff at your own hands. Are you with me? Watch the text. Text says, he says, he is before all things. You see that? He is what? He is before all things. And in him, this is God sustaining. Lord, sustain me, Lord. Sustain me in him. But what does that mean in him? The Bible says in him, we breathe, we move, we have our being. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The problem with most Christians is they're not living in him. And when life starts falling apart, it is because you are no longer being held together by the one who sustains you. In other words, you have stepped out of bounds. You are living your life outside of the realm where God can reach you. Can I help you with something? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Are you with me? I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. So one of the things you have to get good with is that you will make it, y'all. Tell your neighbor, we're going to make it. But your life is being held together. Amen. By God. Amen. Christ is the originator and the upholder of the universe. In him consist or, or watches or everything holds together hour by hour hour by hour our need for christ constitutes the law of gravity amen the law of the universe god watches this is why we have a cosmos and not a chaos <laughs> because god is holding the universe together. People are spending billions of dollars to go into space just to see the outside of space. Watch this. But God is the one who created it all for man to enjoy. All things are indebted to Christ for their existence. I'm trying to help somebody today. You are indebted to Christ for your existence because Christ is the one who is sustaining you and who is holding you together. Let me say this. Nothing exists in its own power. See, this is why we have to live our lives constantly in reliance on God. Watch this. The law of gravity operates within God's realm. When you sat in that chair today, the atoms and the molecules in the wood 
is holding you together, but it was placed there by his active will. I hope I ain't going too far. I hope I'm not going too high here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything. The text says all things. All things hold together. Can you imagine if you were to trust God to sustain you? If you were to trust God. Come on, come on. Go to Isaiah real quick. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And um, let's see here. Uh, I want to show you something. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 26. Well, let me do this. Let me back it up a little bit. Because uh, I'm going to be preaching this Sunday. Go to, I'm going to be preaching the verses further along. But let me introduce you to verse 21 today. Watch what it says. Do you not know? I'm going to deal with that Sunday. Have you not heard? Has it not been declared to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. Can I trust God? Can I trust a God who is in, every, in everything, who sustains everything, and who's above everything? I want to serve a God like that, who's above the circle of the earth. Watch what he says. And its inhabitants are like what? When God looks at us, he, we look like grasshoppers to him. <laughs> who stretches out the heaven? Man, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. My goodness. He it is who reduces rulers to nothing. Who makes the judges of the earth meaninglessly. Scarcely have they planted. Scarcely have they what? Sown. Scarcely have they what? Their stock taken root in the, root in the earth. But he merely blows on them and they what? You know what he's saying here, right? You know what he's saying here? He's saying you and I work so hard on earth trying to create our own situation. And God could just blow on it and could just fall down and be done. You're doing all that hard work when you ought to do one work. You know what that is? Trust him. Stay in him. Allow him to sustain your life. Stop worrying when things go bad. Come on. Yeah. 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 Is everybody all right? I, might, I feel like I'm up here by myself. But watch what he said. Look what he said. He says, and the storm carries them away like what? Stubble. Verse 25. To whom then will you liken me? That I would be his equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high. Watch this. Watch this now. And see who has created these what? So now what God is saying, what the writer is saying, get, understand who y'all are dealing with. You're dealing with God. It is he who has created the stars. Watch this now. The one who leads forth their host by what? But watch this. And he calls them. By what? By what? So if he calls the stars, 
by their names. What do you think he can do for you? Can I ask you a question? Do you think he does not know your name? Somebody says, sometimes I don't feel like he know my name. But he knows your name. He knows the very hair on your head. He knows everything about you. He has, and he's sustaining your life, our lives. Watch what the text says. He numbers them. He calls them all by name because of the greatness of his what? Might and the strength of his what? Of his power. Who? Thank you, Jesus. Not one of them is what? I'm about to shout. I'm about to get happy. Oh, man. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is God knows your name. You could run as far as you want to run. He knows where you are. He has a cosmic GPS on you. Okay? And so when we are talking about God's providence along with God's sustaining, we understand that he sustains us because he knows us. Are you with me? He says not one of them is missing. He, 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 there isn't a star that God has lost. Amen. God's sustaining action in Christ goes beyond the intimate, inanimate creation. The Bible says God gives life to everything. Go to Nehemiah chapter 6. He gives life to what? To everything. My goodness, thank you, Jesus. Nehemiah, uh, where am I? What did I say? Did I say that? Nehemiah chapter 6. No, chapter 9, I'm sorry. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. Somebody, let's get it. What does it say? What does it say? You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens. The heavens of heaven are their host. The earth and all that it is. So, so look what he said. Now you made beginning a sh- All right. And so what he says, you alone are number one Lord. You have made the heavens. Okay. What else? The heavens of heavens. Hello. With all the hosts and all that. All right. So, so you think I, can, I can't trust God? I can trust God. I know God sustains everything because he made it. Now watch this. God did not just wind up the universe and just walked away and left it to, to run its course. God is actively involved in everything that happens on planet earth. Amen. Watch this now. The earth and all that's in it, the seas and all that is in them, you give what? Life. To who? To all of them. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, tonight. That my life came from God. And not only did God give me life, but he gave me everlasting life. 
See, there's a difference here now. You could live this life without him or you can live your life in obedience to him. You can live your life, the life that he, this is why you, 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 you don't even have the audacity to take your life because you didn't give your life. So he gave you life and what he wants us to do is to live this life in him so that everything will hold together. Listen, everything is not going to go well all the time just because you are in God. Just because you're trusting God, just because you're living for him, you have to go through some things. Come on, somebody. You got to go through some trials. You got to go through some testing. You got to go through some storms. You got to have a testimony at the end of it that you have trusted the one who sustains life, who gives life. Are you with me? He says, you give life to all of them and the heavenly host bows down. What? Before you, my goodness, you are the Lord God who chose Abraham and brought him out from Ur of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham. God changed his name. Amen. You found what? His, his what? His heart what? What? That is what God is looking for. God will bring you through, but what God is looking for from his people is faithfulness. See, God proves his faithfulness, so you should prove your faithfulness. You, in return, should return faithfulness. Watch this. If God chose today not to operate, not to move, not to, not to do anything, watch this, we're done. It's over for us. If God allows what Satan has been accusing you of, come on somebody, if he gives in to what Satan has been accusing you of, you're done. We're done. But God knows you by name. I hope you're hearing me. I hope you're hearing me tonight. Go to Psalm 147. Psalm 147. Thank you, Jesus, for sustaining me, Lord. Listen, sometimes it's difficult to explain, but when you understand the doctrine of God, when you understand theology and you know him, and you know, I'm just why I'm trying to break it down to a layman's term, very simple where you understand so that when you face things in life, you remember these lessons. You're like, you know what? God looks, God knows my name. In him I move, in him I breathe, in him I have my being, in him, amen, everything holds together. So what am I worried about? Why are you worried? Why are you so panicked about things you can't change? But you know who can change it. I was just having a conversation with a gentleman. I said, you know what I decided to do? I decided to leave it in God's hands. Can I tell you something? When you have, uh, let, me, let me help somebody with something tonight. When you have a genuine trust, do you not know God knows your level of trust? Do you not know God knows whether it's real or not? Whether you're doing it to get something? <laughs> whether you're doing just enough to get by? Come on, somebody. Listen, don't trust God just because people are watching. Trust God because this is between you and him. 
The relationship that you have is between you and God and nobody else. Look at this. Look at this. Now let me show you something. God did not simply create the world and then walked away from it. He constantly sustains that which he created. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 147 and 8 says what? Who covers the heavens with clouds? Who provides what? Huh? I know we complain about the rain because we can't get our parking lot done, but boy, we need that rain, don't we? <laughs> Who makes the grass? Man, I wish I had a few shouting people tonight who could just like, man, okay, let me back up and read that one more time. Who covers the heavens with the clouds? Who provides rain for the earth? Who makes the grass to grow on the mountains? Who gives the beasts? Can you ever thought about that? I, I remember I told you this, right? I, I, I'm gonna go, you can go to my favorite passage here in a minute. Watch this. I've never seen a stressed out bird in my life. Have you ever seen a stressed out bird? Bird just flies and sing. Bird wakes up in the morning. He doesn't even know where his food's coming from because the bird, even the bird in its, in its being knows that his father, Lord Jesus, thank you, is going to provide what he needs for that day. Are you, are, you, are you seeing the picture? The picture is like this. You're worried about so many things. And God says, if you were to really trust me, I will provide all that you need to live and then and beyond that. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch what he says. He says, and, 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 and to the young ravens who cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He does not take pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord what? He does what? Favors those who... Now let me tell you about that word fear. Wait, I don't know where you got. What Bible version? Uh, <laughs> the word fear means reverence. See, people come to church sometimes or they approach God's word and they have no reverence for it. They don't. They don't respect the things of God. They don't respect the man of God. They don't respect the people of God. And that's where their problem is. If you don't have a reverence for God, if you, don't have a, if you do not have a reverence for God, Favor is not following you. Are you with me? It says those who wait for his what? For his goodness. That word means goodness. Wait for it. It means his favor. Wait for his favor. And while waiting for his favor, don't turn in your heart. Man, I've been waiting for God to do this for me. I've been waiting and this ain't happening and that ain't happening. Then all of a sudden your heart is turning. Do you think you're going to have his favor then? No, because your attitude has changed. Are you with me? Amen. 
The Bible teaches that not only does God sustain, go to Acts chapter 17. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for you, for, for, your, for you sustaining us. Amen. Aren't you glad he sustains us? I thank God for his, for his ability to sustain us. Amen. Acts chapter 17 and verse 25. Let's back up now. Amen. Paul here is at Mars Hill. And um, while, he was, uh, while he was there in the midst of the Agrippus, and he said, men of Athens, I observe that you are very what? Huh? Let me help somebody with something. Religion is not how you get close to God. You know what religion is? You practicing something without meaning. Thinking that you're doing what you're supposed to do. What God wants is a relationship. You know what that relationship consists of? You talking to him every day. You relying on him every day. You, you saying, God, I will serve you. God, I will worship you. God, I will, I will give you everything in my life belongs to you, so I surrender to you. That's what relationship means. Conversation. Can't have a relationship without conversation. A lot of marriages break down because there's no conversation. There's no communication. So God says, P Paul came to, to, to the Agora here. And when he came to the Agora, he realized that, and he came to this city on Mars Hill, he realized that these men were professional idol worshipers. Okay? They created their own gods. Are you with me? Watch this. He says, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. While I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, Understand what I'm saying? See, here's what happens to people. People need to see something so that they can worship it. The difference with in a, being a Christian is you got to do it by faith. That's the beauty of being a Christian. That you, by faith, believe what the word of God says about God and you worship a God. This is why when worship is going on, I keep saying to y'all, don't just sit there like a spectator. You got to get up and lift your hands because you are, we have invited God's presence and what we're doing is we're worshiping a living God. Are y'all with me? Watch this now. Watch this now. He says, I noticed that you, you know, the object of your worship. He says, I also found an altar with a, this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. Verse 24. The God who made the world and all things where? I think I'm getting my point across tonight. Since he is Lord, you know, you know that I'm gonna deal with some of this on some. The the word Lord means ruler. 
Amen. It means master. Kurios. It, it, it means owner. Um, sustainer. One who rules over it. And that's a beautiful picture for us tonight to ask the question. Is Jesus Lord over your life? Seriously, like, does he have ownership of you? Will you go where he tells you to go? Will you do what he tells you to do? Amen. Now, here's how you live in lordship, in a relationship with Christ. By obeying his word. His word has rule over your life so much so that when you hear the word, you act upon it because it's, it's, it has lordship over you. Because, see, we have, we, we have never seen Christ. So we accept these things by faith. But these men, these religious men, these idol worshipers, they had a gods, they had idols that they would bow down to and worship them. They saw their God. But we have never seen God. So a lot of what we have to do, saints, we have to do it by faith. Come on and say amen tonight. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he's the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with human hands. I had that. Verse 25, nor is he served by human hands. Watch this now. As though he what? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. God doesn't need me? Wait a minute. So why am I here? Here's what's so beautiful about that. It's your act of faith. Because you know he does not need you. You still make yourself available to him to worship him, to live for him. Watch this. And that makes God loves you, love you even more. Watch this. Watch this. He can't. No, is he served by you? See, people think that when they come and do something in the church, that, that God is impressed by that. God's not impressed by that. You know what he's impressed by? This. This right here. Man, they asked me to do it. Man, I ain't shooting. I ain't doing that. Shooting. I ain't got no time for that, man. Shoot, I ain't going down there. Shoot, I ain't got time for that. They can do all that by themselves. And then you show up with attitude. Man, listen, God don't need, God can find somebody else to replace you. To replace me. He don't need me to preach every week. He does not need me. See, but it's the heart. What God is saying, if you're going to sing for me, sing because you love me. Don't sing because you have to. 
People have a hard time in church following guidelines. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Here's what most people want to do. They just want to show up and say, I did something. I'm not talking about y'all, okay? I'm saying some people. Watch this. I did something, and that's good enough. No, no, listen. No, no, God said, you can't serve me. You can't serve me. Matter of fact, all of your righteousness is but a filthy rag. He says what? He says, as though he need. Let me say this to you. If you won't do it, God's got somebody who's dying to do it. Because of what he just pulled. Right now, God is delivering somebody. Come on, watch this now. Right now, he's delivering them. He's delivering them. And watch this. He's going to point them right in this direction where the need is. So whenever you start thinking, well, okay, no problem. God says, I got people. I got people. I own everything, man. I don't, I'm not just going to flex for you to try to prove something to you. No, I ain't going to do that because watch what he says. Watch what he says. As though he needed anything. I'm going to hold on to that right there. I'm going to hold on to that phrase right there. As though he needed anything since he himself gives to all people what, y'all? Life. And what? Breath. Whew. And all things. And he made from one man every nation of uh, mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined, watch this, God even knows how long you're going to live. So how can the creature tell the creator no? How dare I tell God no? When he knows my expiration date. Watch this. Watch this. He, he determines the appointed times and what? Boundaries of their habitat. You know what that has to do with? Your locational will. God knows how far you're going to go. Because he's already marked it out. That's why when you try to go through that door, it won't open. But you go put on a helmet and you wear up. <laughs> and you ramming into the door and guess what? It ain't opening. Come on, say amen. I don't know where that illustration came from, but it's just in my mind. <laughs> Look at verse 27. That day would what? If perhaps they might grope for him. You know what that word grope means? Touch. To feel. And find him. Watch this now. Watch this. I, I want to help somebody with something. The God you imagine in your mind, he's sitting up in a, in a big chair. He got a long beard. And, 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 and he be punishing people. That ain't, that ain't the God of the Bible. Watch this. Watch the text. Though he is not what? Far. From what? 
Oh, come on and help me, somebody. Would you come on and say amen or something tonight? Would, would, you, just, would you just for a moment, like, sense the nearness? Listen, I believe some of you are trying too hard to get something from God. And God says, why are you trying? So I, why are you yelling? I'm right here. I'm so close to you, you can't even recognize my presence. Watch this. For in him, there's the in him right quick. We what? We live and move and what? Exist as even some of your own people have said, for we also are his children listen either you are a child or you are grown, grown up now which one you want to be I want to be a child I ain't too grown where I can't listen to God no more look what he says in verse 29 and being then the children of God Lord of Jesus thank you Lord tonight we ought not to think that the divine nature of God is like what? Come on, y'all. Gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of who? Man. You know, when I was a Hindu, I worshipped idols. I literally bowed down to these images. I really thought that that was God. I believed it so much so that it became a reality. There are demons behind these idols. You better believe this. And let me help somebody with something. You may not have been a Hindu, but guess what? You worship your car. You worship your house. You worship your job. You worship you, the very thing that you spend the most time with is your idol. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, ooh, TikTok. You can't even get off of TikTok. It's addictive. That little phone that, 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 that uh, Steve Jobs made, you know, what, you know what Steve Jobs' intention was, right? told you all this before, that you would spend more time on this and less time on this living in reality. See, he was into Zen and all this other type of stuff. That's why the screen is black. So it's for meditation. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. See, there's always something behind something. You got to do your research to find out. And what has come to pass? And he's dead and gone. What do we do? What do we do? We've made it an idol. You think your phone is going to sustain you when you're sick? Oh, come on. Who are you going to pray to? Do you think when things are falling apart, you think your phone is going to help you? Now, I believe it's a means to an end, okay? So I'm not dogging it out. I'm just saying that it has to be a balance. Amen? Amen. I'm done with that. All right. Give God a hand clap for praying.